Welcome to Game of Books Podcast. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. And I'm Christy in South Florida. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and mystery through interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors. And our virtual book club. And even our fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us on today's adventure. Welcome to our Words in Progress series, where we get a mini lesson on writing from experts in the field. And Kathy, I don't know about you, but I've had a day and I'm ready to just (laughs) decompress with some nice lessons for my editing so that I don't have to think (laughs) about anything crazy. And I'm so happy that um, Mary Atkins is here to teach us who you are fortunate enough to be taking some online classes from her. Yes, I am so excited to welcome Mary to join us today. Um, Mary is first and foremost, let's be clear, an author. And um, she's the author of three books with her fourth um, coming out. Her books have included When You Read This, and I'll show you my copy here. It's a beautiful cover. I love this cover. And um, this was named, when you read this, was named to the 2019 kind of best of books by Real Simple. and. I yes. probably read about the little blurb on that. Yeah, well, you should actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. Good. And then she, and then her um, 2020 book, it was Privilege, which I don't have my copy because someone in my family borrowed it and did not return it. But that was <laughs> um, named a best summer beach read by today.com, which is awesome. And they were correct. It was wonderful. Mary's new book is called Palm Beach. It comes out this summer, August, I believe. And um, what was really cool as part of her writing class, um, the people in her commu- writing community and a Facebook community got to be part of um, kind of the cover reveal. We got to see how it was progressing and Mary would ask us, you know, for input about coloring and imaging. Super oh, cool. that's so cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was, it's really yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So in addition to Mary's writing, um, she's had four books, I think in four years. Um, She is a writing coach and she takes on private mentoring clients and she teaches classes, which is how I found out about Mary and I have taken one of her classes. Um, She teaches, it's an on-demand course, so you can kind of go at your pace, but then there's also live um, workshops and her online class is called the 12 week, not that, 12 (laughs) week book draft. Um, and she, but if you go to her website, which we'll talk about later, she offers a free masterclass on how to write your novel in three months. Here's the caveat without killing or embarrassing yourself. (laughs) Anyway, Mary, it's so great to see you again and welcome. You too. Yeah. I'm really, I was so happy that you invited me to be on your podcast. So I'm glad. Yeah. Really glad to be here. Thanks. So, um, as, as we mentioned, I am taking one of Mary's classes or I have finished all of the um, segments of it. And now I am part of her online community and she has this really cool um, kind of, subs- well, she'll tell you, subscription-based <laughs> class. It's awesome every Tuesday. And if you can't make it, then you can, you know, watch it later, which is what I end up doing most of the time. But I have to say, taking Mary's class, I was trying to get back into my revision. And one of the pieces of her class, which she called the big question, changed everything for me. I mean, truly changed my entire approach about the novel. And of course, as I'm working on it, I also in the back of my mind thinking, podcast, podcast. <laughs> 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 
So Mary, can you explain what you mean by the big question? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that introduction too, Kathy. That was so nice. I, um, so the big question is like the first thing that I teach that, you know, that a writer should do when you're really starting your project. Although a lot of people I end up working with have already been working on a draft for a while. So it actually become I think it's really helpful to do, even if like you were just saying, even if you're at the revision phase, even if you have a whole draft, and what the exercise is, is really an exercise on figuring out what the heart of your story is. Um, so it's called the big question because the, the theory here is that there is a big question at the heart of any, any story, any novel, or we have some memoirs too. And that question is one that has a few qualities. It's deep, meaning it's not just practical. So it's not just like, should he move to California or not? Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's, it goes a, a level at least beyond that. It is meaningful to someone in the book. So it matters to the character. They don't, you know, it's not like they could take it or leave it. It's thorny. And this is the one I think that can be the hardest to, to really hit on the head. Thorny meaning there's, there are really arguments for kind of both sides of it. It's not an easily answerable question. So an example of a question that would not be thorny would be like, is it, you know, is loving a good use of your time? Or like, is, is it good to love in life? And it's like, everyone would be like, yes, love is the purpose. Oh, of you know, but there, there may be cost to loving, but I don't think anyone would say, you know, no, it's not, it does not enrich your life to have love. You know, like that's, that's not a thorny question. So thorny, you want it to be thorny. You want it to be emotional, to touch on the feelings of, of at least the main character in your story. And then Ethical is the last one um, in the sense that it just kind of touches on human values. And that's a light touch. It doesn't have to be like, you know, is it okay to kill? It doesn't have to be like a, a moral question, but like it touches on human values in some way. And then the biggest thing that I teach and that because it's what works for me is that you want it to be a question that you don't know the answer to. And the idea behind that is that if you as there are a few reasons. So one is that I think if you as the author start the project in this kind of spirit of not knowing it, it makes you more open to discovery. And when you're more open to discovery, the story is more open and it can, you, you allow yourself to explore like territory that maybe you, you wouldn't have if you entered with a, like a preconceived idea of what the answer to this question is. It also, I think is cool to go in not knowing the answer, because if you're curious, it helps you keep writing. Cause you're, I mean, you're exploring something you're curious about too. And part of, you know, part of the challenge, I mean, I'm sure you both know part of the challenge of writing something this length is just finishing it. And to finish it, you have to be interested in it. I mean, I, I've definitely, I don't, I'm curious if either of you have had this experience, but I've definitely started projects and then just lost interest in them like halfway through mm -hmm. or a third of the way through and then not really been sure why. Um, and that was before I really came up with this idea of the big question, because since I've had that, it really helped. It really helps, helps you prevent that from happening because you're like, that's what's pulling you along is this, this question. Well, that's fascinating. It is. I'm going to go back to all the stuff that I just let sit there and see if I can find a big <laughs> question. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, and I, like Mary said, even if you're revising, for me, this is what 
I was lacking and, and I'd already um, in theory finished my draft and then a revision. And I just, I think I was lacking that like full cohesive big piece. It's not, and obviously the, the big question isn't who killed so-and-so like we're right. We would both write mysteries and thrillers, or if you're writing a romance, it's not, will they, you know, will they be in love at the end? Yeah. It, it's the big picture behind it all. Can you give an example of like a, what a big question would be? Yeah. Like, um, uh, the one that was kind of, I did a few articulations of it. So I'll have to remember the one I settled on, but the one that was driving the, my most recent novel, Palm Beach, that, that is coming out soon was um, what parts of ourselves do we hide in order to secure love and at what cost? So the idea is like within this marriage, within this married couple, what, and then they know each other very well, but there's still parts of themselves that they're either hiding or suppressing or just not, not allowing to exist in the world because it's to do so would threaten their relationship. So when that, you know, when do we do that? When do we suppress parts of ourselves for the sake of a relationship? And what is the cost of that? So that's one example. How does that really? I want to read it so bad now, just from the question. (laughs) Thanks. But like, give us an example of like what your plot is. And then the big question that is. Or the theme in the big question. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so the plot of Palm Beach is it like opens with this couple who have married in the last couple of years and they've just, they just had a baby and they're moving from New York to Florida because the husband got an offer to work as a, like a house manager for a billionaire. He's an actor in New York and he caters on the side. And one of his catering clients said, do you want to come run my house in Palm beach, Florida? And I'll pay you, you know, a gajillion dollars. And it was just (laughs) too good of an offer for them to turn down because they were like struggling artists in New York and had a new baby. Um, And so it opens with this, everything is kind of looking up for them because they're like, we got this great, he got this great job. We're going to be financially stable. We're going to live in a warm climate. Um, We are in love. You know, you get, we have flashbacks of their love story and they, they're, they really love each other. And so they're really poised for things to fall apart, (laughs) (laughs) which job setting them up for that, (laughs) (laughs) which they do. So when, you know, so, so the kind of, they've, they, we start to see the, the cracks, you know, like the things that they've hidden from each other about their own ethics and their points of view and their opinions about what's a good life and how to be a good person. When, when things kind of start to crumble in their life, those, that, those things start to come to the surface and it becomes like a, you know, I think, I think what I was trying to explore is like when those cracks surface, what do we do with them in the relationship? Like, you know, so that'll be yeah. Good. So that's how the plot. Um, I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. that's, that's, how, that's how the plot, um, you know, kind of follows that question. So, and I think that that's the cool thing about this exercise is when you, when you nail down your question, it just becomes such a helpful tool for figuring out where the story should go, you know, cause it's like, if, if, there, if there are a million different events you could choose from, because at any point you could have your characters do anything, you know, it helps you think, well, okay, I could have them, you know, go start a bonfire right now, or I could have them go shopping at the mall. Which one of these experiences is going to help surface this question that I'm trying to ask? 
and that helps you, it becomes your standard, you know, like what, which thing do I want to, which situation do I want to put them in to help move toward exploring this question? That's great. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'll, I'll have to talk with Kathy later too, because how does it, how it relates with a mystery? Um, you know, it's, the, I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, one of the, like, I thought my characters, the theme of my thriller would be kind of starting over for her, you know, for her character. But really when Mary had taught the big question that maybe it's something you don't know the answer to and that you need to explore it through the novel that it just changed how I looked at it just dramatically, you know, that it could go either way. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it that way. You know, I always thought about it in terms of like log line, like, you know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And I just thought this took, it it took me so much deeper. And I, I I thought it was um, truly changing. It changed everything for me. Like Mary said, you go forward and you're like, and I was questioning my, I started doing what Mary's saying is like question, is this exactly what would happen best to, you know, to investigate this theme or this big mm-hmm. question? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like with, I mean, what do you all think? Like if it's mystery or thriller, or even if it's a, if it's a different genre, like romance, I think you, you have the, like you have the kind of plot point, which is solving, solving something, solving the mystery or trying but to you get always have romance, this- getting them together, but you have, the, the character arc is kind of how we look at it. So that's where I guess yeah. you find that big question and that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's kind of that sub story too, you know, that like what else is going on besides, you know, who's going to do the bad thing and why, you know, right. how to stop. Right. It. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so Mary, once you've kind of ascertained the big question, which for me took like three months, <laughs> like a lot of journaling and uh, um, what, what do you, what do you do with it? If you, if you have a novel that you're, uh, have outlined, I know you're not an outliner, but I am, I'm trying to be <laughs> No, that's good. I, yeah, to each their own. Everybody's I mean, different. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Christy is a, a true pantser. Um, but how do you, how do you infuse that like throughout your novel? I think it's like, part of it is kind of subconscious. You know, I think it's almost like you, you articulate the big question and then I'll kind of, you know, I'll write it down, may or may not put it somewhere where I can see it. But I think I don't even really have to put it somewhere I can see it because it's in my brain. So it ends up sort of subconsciously guiding my choices mm-hmm. um, in an interesting way. It's almost like I was trying to think of, I thought of an analogy for this the other day. I was thinking about how, um, like I, I feel like I use driving across the country metaphors a lot with writing a novel. <laughs> There's like so much in common with driving across the country and writing a novel. So it would be like if you decide if you're driving from the East Coast to California and like you knew you were going to California, but apart from that, you were in no rush and you kind of wanted to explore the United States, you know. So you you're driving around, but it's like your brain knows ultimately you need to end up in California. <laughs> so maybe you're not you know, you may not go all the way to the Florida Keys or something, yeah, you know, you right. may like decide to go to Texas or New Mexico, because at least those are in the right direction. I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Like once you articulate the question, um, your creative spirit or the part of your brain, you know, however you think about it, like the part of your brain that's coming up with the ideas, you've like given it, a, you know, you've given a it a, com- a compass. Yeah. And you've said like, that's the way you're going. And then <laughs> that's kind of what, what comes in. 
Right. At least that's how it works for I mean, more. It works more like that for me than consciously. I think I don't, I don't really sit down and think this is my question. Let me think of a specific scene that has to do with that question. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not that kind of, it feels a little too calculating and boring to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think also with the, with the, like, because we're doing the mystery, so we're also having the mystery. So it can almost just be in the background and then be like, okay, we're solving this mystery, but also maybe they should do it here because that will approach this yeah. big question or something. Yeah. That's kind of fun. That does sound like fun. Sounds it like a is. trip across and, the country. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is fun. It's a road trip. Yeah. Um, the and, and it can come up even when, you know, like your, you know, your characters are trying to solve the mystery or whatever. And then like, whatever one, like the internal dialogue or the internal struggle of one of them, it may come up in that way. Like, that's what I think is interesting, how you end up, the characters will end up kind of struggling with internal issues that right. a lot of times I think end up being on your theme, on your big question, which is my, my way of saying the theme. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I kind of was thinking in my head too, but it, I think it's more concise than just saying a theme because sometimes people just, you know, use a one word theme or something and it's not yeah. the big question. It's, right? Yeah. It's like a theme, but with a, I think with a question mark makes it like more open. Right. Right. I, I think that when I read, I, I read mostly Miller Miller's mysteries and thrillers. I've done that twice now. <laughs> That's, you're coming Miller's up with all kinds of fun I, words. I think we should start calling everything Miller's now. <laughs> it's a mystery I, and a thriller. That's what I wrote. I wrote a mystery thriller. So it's a Miller. But it is, you know, at the end of it, yes, you want to know who did what or why and, you know, how it was stopped. But you also, that satisfying feeling of like seeing growth or closure in your character, that that's for me why the that's what's so rewarding to read I think that's mm -hmm. why I love this because it's not just a theme like we're talking about today like starting over you know this is like the deep like Mary said the thorny stuff I love that yeah well well do you have like um an exercise or something that can help us find this big question or get to the yeah. root of our big question yeah I think um one thing I think can be really helpful is to just sit down and think about what so I, I gave this criteria you know like deep meaningful thorny emotional and ethical um and you don't know the answer to it so those are the six criteria but the I think the the fun exercise can be just sitting down and thinking about what you're curious about you know what you're interested in because it's interesting sometimes we'll do in class like in the, the this workshop meeting that Kathy was talking about that we have we'll like look at some people's questions and it's it's so dependent on the writer, you know, like, like um, just an example that comes to mind for a potential question at the heart of a book could be like, will um, unbridled ambition always lead to destruction or something, you know, like is, is, is unbridled ambition always going to lead to a dark place that I find that question fascinating. I, I think I could potentially write a book exploring that, but someone else might be like, oh no, I no, I'm not interested in that question. <laughs> so I think the exercise, the fun exercise can be just sitting down and thinking, what question, like what big human questions am I really interested in as a writer that I 
that I'm curious enough about that I could sit here and explore this through these fictional characters, you know, for as long as it takes me to write a draft months. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, for the listeners out there, we will make sure that we put those six things on our um, yeah, on our website on the show notes so that, you know, you can can follow them because I'm excited to start trying this. I'm like, Life-changing. Tomorrow. It's fun. Really life-changing for me. So, mm-hmm. so Mary goes down deep into how to, you know, actually write your book or revise your book. She, it's, the lessons are amazing. One of the things I really liked, I think we talked about workshop, maybe not as part of the class, but I'd like you to um, talk about now is um, finding an editor or the value of hiring an editor. Um, Christy and I have talked about this for a long time, and we both have been to a lot of writers' conferences together, and we never really heard anyone talking about hiring an editor, and it kind of was this thing that just wasn't, I don't know, we just never had taken classes on it. So can you tell us your experience and what your thoughts are about that? Yeah, I hadn't either. I really didn't know it was a thing that people did until I had written my book book I'd written my draft and rewritten it a few times and I was having I was trying to get a literary agent you know I learned that I need to get a literary agent to be traditionally published I knew that was the process and I was having um kind of enough success in that they I was getting responses from agents and they would request the manuscript after reading a few chapters of it but then they would read the whole thing and turn me down and this was happening for months (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think this is, I was happening to my best friend right now too. It's brutal. brutal. And I just thought, and then someone would tell me, give me notes and you should rewrite it like this and you should rewrite it like this. And I would think like, okay, but should I? And I, but then are you going to represent me? You know, it was like, right. um, and I don't remember how I, I think it was just like a Google rabbit hole one night, just in anxiety, like it, while feeling anxious. Um, I came across a site called New York book editors. And I think I thought, well, you know, why not? I'm just going to give this and read read about them. And it was like, Oh, we'll do a trial edit. You know, we'll, we'll give you, um, I think for a hundred dollars or something, they would, they would edit a couple of your pages so you could see what it would be like. And I remember just sending an email asking them like, okay, telling them the situation. This is what's going on. I have this draft agents are interested in it, but every time they read the whole thing, no one wants it. I don't really know what to do from here. Is this the kind of thing you could help me with? And got an email back and, and um, I don't remember who it was from, but the person said, yes, totally. We'll do a trial edit. Um, and I don't remember what the trial edit was, but I must've liked it because I hired this editor to, to edit my full manuscript. And, um, and it was like, that was a big, that was a total game changer for me because it was this editor. And I think part of it was that I just really got lucky with this person. I'm not sure if a different editor would have been as, if I would have had as great of an experience, but this particular editor gave me some really tough love about what I needed to do to my draft, which was basically it put heart in it. It didn't have heart enough heart in it. It was like, and as soon as the editor said that, I knew that it was, that was right. Because I think I had been so focused on being clever and like trying to sound smart. And I mean, it was fun and I really wanted it to be funny. So I think there was a lot of humor in it, but I'd really not put my, myself on the line. Like I'd really not allow, I think I was also afraid of being cheesy and I'm not sure where that came from, but I, that was a writerly <laughs> insecurity of mine. It's like, 
I don't want to be cheesy or sentimental. So I'm not really going to give, let my characters have emotions. <laughs> so <laughs> as soon as I'm just guessing, cause I, I suffer from that too. <laughs> it's, yeah. I think it's very real. And as soon as, so as soon as I read like these, you know, these characters don't feel things. I thought, I think I might've even teared up because I thought like, you're right. Cause I don't, I don't let them feel things. And, and it was such a, it was brutal feedback, but it was also such a relief because mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Now, now you I had something to, to focus on and yeah. Yeah. Now I had something to focus on. And then, so that was my last big rewrite when I, I tried to just basically put heart into the book. And then I sent it to one of the agents who had turned me down and she was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is great. This is so much better. You did it. And she became my agent and it's still my agent. So that Great. I had a really good experience with hiring an editor, but I had not, that was how I discovered that that was even an option was just Googling by Google. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. We just heard it through like somebody at a podcast and then both Kathy and I are like, maybe we should be doing this. Cause it was the same situation. You know, it's like, like it, but don't love it, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, Hmm. It so. was Jeff Lowry and we were doing an inter a podcast just with yeah. Jeff Lowry last year. And she mentioned, Oh, you know, I use, I use an editor still. A, a private editor, not not her you know, publisher's editor, I believe, every time. And oh, we were like, interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so it just, it, it turned us on to the topic of it and we just hadn't heard much about it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, when you think about having, you know, like it's basically bringing in someone who is an expert, another expert pair of eyes to look at your manuscript and give you feedback. Like when you just think about it that way, I think it, Right. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I agree. That's super helpful. I think for um, many of our listeners who are writers and are, you know, in this, that phase, it, it's just nice to know that that's what people do. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just, it was news to us. So. I agree. Well, Mary, thanks for joining us today and talking about the big question. The big question. My yes. pleasure. This has been really fun. I know. Yeah, I'm so excited to get working on it now. Kathy's been talking about all the interesting stuff she's learned. So I'm, I'm excited that I'm getting to get a window into that. And, um, and it's great for our words in progress series. So all yeah. the writers out there can also get a little insight and then maybe say, okay, we're going back to Mary for some more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've, I'm here to plug it. But um, so Mary, if our listeners have any more questions about your, your writing, I'll hold up when you read this, or your classes, what's the best way to reach out to you? My website is my name, Mary Atkins with a D, like donut, not like the diet, <laughs> maryadkinswriter.com. And yeah, if they have any questions, there's a, there's a question button. You can just shoot me a question. You can watch the masterclass. You can check out the course um, and that kind of stuff. And a bunch of, bl bunch of blog posts on, on stuff too. So there's a lot of free material. Yeah, there. you should sign up for Mary's newsletter if you're not going to do anything because it's just yeah. chock full of good information every week. Yeah, every Friday. Every Friday I, I send out like writing tips and thoughts too. Um, so you can sign up for that on my website as well. And it's, I will say, I'm plugging a lot. I'm sorry, but it is a really, <laughs> it's a really great positive community of writers. And I, we all are part of different writing groups and I, this is by far the most positive group of people I've. Oh, that's great. I know it makes me yeah. so happy. But I think, I think it's because that's how Mary, that's, that's the attitude she fosters. And I, it just is very prevalent. So. 
Yeah, it's, it's a positive vibe. And I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that your take on it too. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And we will have the six criteria for the big question on our website. And we'll send that out in our um, the episode update. And thanks yes. for joining us, Mary. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers. This was fun. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on today's adventure. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube, where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter or enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers. Cheers.